Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. So we're going to pick back up where we left off last week with our interview with Dick Schaefer. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, hit pause, go back, listen to that episode, and then rejoin us this week for part two. We're entering into a new decade. If you had to jump, I would say, even a decade further, it's 2030. I mean, what do you see happening then in terms of how, we, how we're better managing these types of threats? What are your thoughts there? So I, I, I think um, I'm going to use the word collaboration. Um, okay. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. I think it's, it's I use the term public-private partnership. I think, you know, and as the, the new uh, cybersecurity directorate at NSA um, advertises, um, you know, the, the publishing or the, the making available uh, threat information um, in real time um, to government and industry um, organizations, critical infrastructure um, entities. Um, I, I, I think we've got to do uh, a much, much better job at making uh, real-time threat intelligence available um, with sufficient information um, in a timely way to make it useful for um, the private sector, uh, whether that's the defense industrial base, whether that's a small company that's supporting NSA or some other part of the intelligence community, or someone that's that's supporting uh, critical infrastructure, whether it's uh, transportation, energy, finance, whatever it is. But you know, the the community has said for a long time. Um, you know, we provide threat information to the community. Uh, DHS has been the primary uh, purveyor of that information. Um, I would say there was very little that industry didn't already know by the time DHS informed them. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. I whether, saw that myself. Whether that was um, the actual um, characteristics or artifacts of an attack vector or whether it was the fact that something was actually going on. Uh, I think industry has deep capability in being able to detect those things. So as we look out to the future, I think there has to be a much stronger partnership between government and industry, um, leveraging the, the strengths of both. I think there has to be a much more real-time nature to the information that's conveyed because by 2030, we're in a whole new, I, I think by 2025, um, you know, people talk about 5G and what it's going to do. Um, I'm looking ahead at, at, at 6G. Uh, mm -hmm. I think by 2030, uh, we've got the next generation uh, of technology. I think it's possible mm -hmm. that we've got some successes in the world of quantum computing that, that puts at risk a lot of systems that are in, in place today. Uh, I think we've got a, a much more robust and a much more widely diverse adversarial 
um, threat environment, uh, not just nation states, but as, as I said earlier, the tools and techniques keep finding their way down to a lower level. Uh, so we've, we've got a huge challenge ahead of us and I'm not necessarily seeing things in the research world, in the collaboration world, uh, collaboration and I, there, I mean, government and industry, um, that is, is going to help us, um, have a much, uh, a much harder, a much, uh, more, um, effective, defensive environment in, in that time frame. And, and you're um, not talking about, you're, you're not talking about oh, just protecting our intellectual property. You're really talking about protecting our critical infrastructure systems, our, our, our government systems, our communications, everything, right? I mean, that's what I'm hearing you say. I, I'm, I'm talking about protecting our very way of life. Um, I, I think we are yeah. at a very, very catastrophic, um, point in history where the ability to disrupt um, is easier than it's been ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's ransomware, uh, whether it's uh, denial of service, um, you look at um, some of the statistics that say uh, the majority of the activity on the web today are bots. Uh, so they're not real people communicating or they're not real people trying to access a website. It's a, it's a bot that is being controlled by, by someone. Yeah. Uh, you can buy a bot for a nickel uh, on the dark web. Uh, so if you want to do something against either an industrial competitor or a nation state, um, it's, 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 it's pretty easy to mount the attack. Um, all that's necessary is the will. Uh, it's not that expensive. Uh, so being highly resourced um, from a financial standpoint, um, you know, doesn't really come into play. Uh, having deep technical expertise uh, isn't necessary. You can download the instructions um, so you can be sloppy and, and still be effective. And even if and, you're not, you get and, to try again. And and even if not, you get to try again. You know, it's it's sort of like in the simulation, you get to continually hit the reset button until you get it right. And and unfortunately, all of us, whether it's a private citizen, uh, whether it's a small company, large company, or a government, uh, we all have to defend against that entire space. And the noise that's created by these activities um, mask the operations of the highly sophisticated, highly talented, highly resourced, highly capable uh, adversary. Um, we depend on it in, in the U.S. in, in our activities. Uh, other nations rely on it as well in the conduct of their activities. So we're, we're in a situation today where it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging and um, you know, we can't predict the technologies that will exist in 2020, let alone 2030. Uh, all we know is that things will get continually more sophisticated with sophistication brings challenges in, in providing levels of, of security. Uh, so we've got a lot of work to do. So what do we do? And I don't, 
so I don't think, well, I, it, it, it's collaborate. Um, you know, we, we hide things under, um, levels of classification that shouldn't be classified. Um, we make it more difficult for players to participate because of, of clearances and, and, and security and, 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 and I'm not saying we don't need the security. We absolutely do, but we do things in such a way that, um, we make it difficult to share information on a real time basis that can really have an effect. It's really actionable. I go back to, um, you know, in the early days of some of the, uh, the network defense, the perimeter defense systems, um, you know, the U S government says, well, we can't share signatures that we have because they're highly classified. And if we do, we'll lose access to, to targets. So there are more for, or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I once asked, um, a director, um, I, I made a comment. I said, let's put all the, all the information that, uh, the U S government has on the table and then let's invite industry in to put all their information on the table and let's see who's got the bigger pile. Well, let's see who's and, more reluctant uh, if, to share. And, 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 and no one would ever take me up on the, on the bet, but my feeling is the industry's pile is probably larger than the government pile. Yeah. I agree. The with government you. makes yeah. no more about the background of the perpetrator but if you're going to defend against something, um, you know, you, you've, you've got to be able to see it um, or you've got to be able to predict it based on behavioral models or, or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, we're working all of those things. Um, you know, I still call it machine learning. I think we're doing some very advanced work in machine learning today. I don't think anybody's got artificial intelligence. Um, I agree. People use yeah, we've the, heard that a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, 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 you know, this is Dick Schaefer's opinion, but I, I, I haven't seen any artificial intelligence. I haven't seen any systems that demonstrate the capability um, to actually um, go beyond uh, just machine learning. Uh, we're writing much, much more sophisticated algorithms. We're able to collect and analyze much greater volumes of data. Um, we, we, we don't have any artificial brains in there yet, uh, really beginning to, 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 to do what we do as, as, as human beings. We can predict some behaviors based on past behaviors. Um, but just as our most sophisticated adversaries uh, study the past and and go where we haven't been or where they haven't been, um, the the same thing is true of what we're going to see as 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 time goes on. More sophisticated adversaries in more complex systems that make it much much more difficult to defend in any real time basis. And the consequences continually go up, whether that's, you know, election systems that, um, you know, determine the future of the republic or whether or not that's financial systems 
or energy systems or whatever, um, I, I see those challenges just continuing to increase. And until we've got the kind of collaboration with between government and industry that really allows us to make some substantial gains, I just don't see us being prepared um, and, and maybe as prepared as some other countries uh, simply because they, they learn from our mistakes. Well, and they lock off their, their environments. You know, you look at the Great Wall, the Great Firewall of China, you look at some of the um, things I, I don't think we would ever do on, on you know, supervision or, or, you know, understanding what their population is doing. Just as one example, you know, being in a free economy, a free country like we are, I don't see us doing that. But I agree with you. And, and I think it's getting much more difficult with increased globalization. You know, you even talk about a company, but you look at somebody like IBM, I think I saw something, uh, they have more employees internationally than they do in the U.S. I think most people would look at them or General Electric as an an American company. So how do you share? Well, that's where this whole issue of of classification and, and so forth comes into play. Um, I believe global companies have to be able to protect themselves irrespective of where they are in the globe. And that means the ability to share information that's relevant, um, time sensitive, um, actionable uh, to those to those entities. Um, That makes a lot of people nervous. Um, And I, I, I understand that. Um, But I think we have to decide whether or not we're going to harden the operational environment that we we live in today and and that is a global environment or are we going to um hold back um information hold back capabilities from um being shared across a global company because they happen to have uh an entity that's that's located in singapore or it's located in japan or it's located in uh, Morocco. Yeah. Um, you know, this is uh, there, there's no there, there's you you can only um, guard against um, malicious activity to a certain extent. Um, I believe it's more important to harden the whole environment, uh, even though it may make it a little more difficult for you know people that I'm still close to. Uh, in the community, um, but you have to look and say, well, where's where's the common good? Where's where's it most important to be most effective? And then figure out. I I have no doubt whatsoever that clever clever people in the community, working together across the community, can figure out how we can access information that's necessary for both. Um, uh, I'll just call it for government purposes, um, legitimate government purposes. Uh, we have the capability and the capacity to do that. Let's let's harden the environment. And uh, even though we may raise the bar uh, for those folks a, a bit, um, I think it's more important to protect um, because the the implications of of uh, failure in that environment are are much much more dramatic 
than the implications of failure in the exploit environment. Mm. Well, Dick, you've certainly given us, I think, a, a lot to think about. <laughs> and I, I think of the theme I hear is we, we, we've come a long way, but we still have a ways to go. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for, for your, your thoughts and your, your expertise and the work that you're still doing within the, uh, the community. Yeah, this was a great discussion. Thank you. Yeah, and any time. I, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of benefit in... Uh, discussions like this and, and at least getting getting views on the table um, that that some can say I agree with, some say I disagree with, but it's the dialogue that's important. Right. Have the um, debate. Go back. I, I, exactly. I go back to the word collaboration. Um, this is not a government problem. This is not an industry problem. Uh, this is not a, you know, a private sector or defense kind of problem. This is a global world problem, and, and we've got to approach it that way. Uh, you know, some people talk about uh, climate change as an existential threat. Um, you know, we, we've only got so much control over that. I think we've got a lot more control over the way we architect systems, um, design systems, um, handle data, um, and, and we ought to be paying a lot more attention to that because those effects are today. Um, they're today impacts, not future impacts. No, you're absolutely right. It is not just a government problem. It's beyond that. So, Well, and this Thank is our you. future. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Dick. Thanks to everyone that listened this week. We always appreciate these discussions, and, and, and that's exactly why we have this podcast. So, Please continue to tune in every week and to subscribe and share the podcast um, with a friend or or colleague. And until next week, this is uh, To The Point Cybersecurity. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store 